Welcome to Basic to Bougie, the podcast, a totally new experience, one you're sure to love. We've taken our passion of business, finance, relationships, hot topics, and more, and collided them as a sisterhood into what we now call womenhood. Join your host, Melissa Martin, the success coach, and now an author, a certified NLP life, business, and financial coach, hypnotherapy expert, and one-bed mamma-jamma businesswoman on this wild ride as we detour through life, showing you how to take the basics and turn them into what we call the bougie. Let's dive on in. Welcome, welcome. Happy Saturday. It's a busy day around here, friends. I wanted to jump back on, give another episode out. I wanted to talk about some really, really good things. I've had a lot of people reach out to me and talk to me about self-love, what's an acceptable form of self-love, what's not an acceptable form of self-love, and it made me think. It it really made me think because when we talk about self-love, we talk about you know, all the great things that goes along with it, right? We talk about taking care of ourselves. We talk about speaking to ourselves in a way that's going to benefit us and the people around us. We talk about self-care and, you know, all of these great things. But what we don't talk about is the self-love that's escaping the toxic culture of self-love. And so I wanted to jump in because I had to do a little bit of learning on this myself. And if I'm learning about it, I want you to learn about it too. So the best thing I'm going to do is just dive right on in because that's my normal MO, papers all around, my computer's up, I've written out what I wanted to say, so here we go. You know, when I was little, and this, this is a true story, my grandparents, they would take me out and we would get... Um, CDs or and I would make mixed CDs if you guys can remember what they are and I would listen to them endlessly in my room and I would be visualizing myself being some kind of singer or dancer or performer and there was this one kid in my high school who always used to make me absolutely flipping nuts he'd grab if you guys can remember those sheets of paper that would come in the mail and you could pick out these CDs for like I think it was like $9.99 and you would get to pick like 10 or 12 and they would come. And one day he stole my paper and I didn't realize it. And he had picked out all these CDs that I never wanted. So that month I was a little upset at my CD choices, right? So here I am listening to these CDs and I'm trying to dance and sing and realizing that I have no hopes of being a singer or a dancer. And you know, that's okay. I eventually face that harsh reality. And I, I remember at one point I got a CD, and I and I want to say it was Britney Spears, but I know it definitely wasn't Britney Spears. But it was something something similar to that. It was something similar to a jumpsuit. And anyone who knows me knows I love a good jumpsuit. Anyone who knows me knows I love good fashion. And the point of all of this is that I really eventually had to face that really harsh reality that it's, I did not have what it takes to be a rock star, to be a pop star, to be a dance star, to be any of those things. It was hard, but I coped with it. 
And I guess you'd have a similar story too. If you're being truly honest, I know that you either wanted to be a, a we're just going to say a magical wizard in Hogwarts land, or you wanted to be um, riding high with Blondie or Janis Joplin or whatever it may be along the way. We all have them, right? That's the point. We all have this vision when we're growing up that we are going to be amazing and we are going to be fierce and we are going to be a force to be reckoned with. Then reality sets in, right? Because we're not given all these tools that we have now in 2022 that we can manifest the life that we actually want. So I want to I want to set that premise of where I'm going with this and why I'm going with this. You know, we had our own wild aspirations back then, and only to one day confront the realization that I believe it was Tyra Banks, and she was going on to discover. I, I believe it was top models, or but it was something different, or she was being discovered as a top model back then. And while you were shopping at American Eagle with your mom, you'd ask to be on the next season of this American top model or what have you, whatever it would be. She was out and she was doing something. And while we're all stunningly confident as children, we've yet to become fully self-conscious and we have, we have little concept of the potential for failure. Now, I don't see failure. I always see it as a lesson. It's a lesson learned. It's a lesson gained. It's a lesson to move forward from. You take from it which you may. So I guess you can understand why I'm a little confused. Literally, I'm a little confused on escaping toxic culture of self-love. Because for me, I don't see it that way. So when, again, I started diving into this, I was like, I have to do a podcast on this. So a little bit of this is going to be maybe some news to you because I know it surely was for me. So we declare our aspirations, right? Unafraid of embarrassment or the possibility that they won't come true and they won't come to fruition. And this assurance is the part of the wonderful charm as a kid, right? As we grow, it's necessarily it necessarily fades. And as we start the natural process of reconciling our plans with our actual potential. And I want you to imagine for a moment what it would be like if we didn't go through that process, Okay. Think with me here. What if we clung to the out of the realm possibilities of the dreams we had as kids and spent our lives pursuing them no matter the consequences? I mean, I'd be selling EPs on my latest acoustic cover of, you know, fill in the blank on Instagram, and you'd still be learning how to smile in your mirror at your parents' house, and I'd and it would still be pretty, right? We wouldn't have all these filters, and we wouldn't have all these things added because somebody else said so, or because we have to keep up with the blank. Hint, hint, that's in my book that's coming out, keeping up with the blank, blank, you fill in the spot. And as we get older, we're supposed to tell ourselves hard things. We're supposed to grow up, assess our strengths, do things we don't want to do, and realize we're not as special as we think we are. Now, I don't like anything about that because I think we all are special. We are so special. It is unbelievable. We are so special in our uniqueness. We are so special in everything that we do that there is no one else like us. That's how flipping special we are. We're supposed to get out of our houses, get over ourselves, and create a life that's productivity, and it's productive, and it's meaningful, right? Okay? The confidence we have in ourselves should change from juvenile blind, blonde admiration to grounded awareness, okay? But nobody tells us how to do this. And a truth that we all come to terms with at some point in our adolescence is that we don't have what it takes for one thing or another. In other words, we're not enough. Who, who decided that? Who decided that? Because I don't understand. 
We don't have enough talent. What? A high enough IQ, enough coordination, or enough facial symmetry to do the things that people want to do that end up doing that put a filter on? Facing our inadequacy inadequacies is crucial for appropriate development. So thinking back to that child who's doing all these things and thinking that we can be a singer, a dancer, a whomever, and then we jump into adulthood and we're told we're inadequate. You can't do this. You're not good enough. You see the silliness in this, right? And that's why I find it so silly and straight down dangerous that we as women are fed the phrase so consistently today. You are enough. The vast network of lifestyle bloggers and motivational speakers like myself and the fitness gurus and spiritual Sherpas who live in our phones live in our phones rely this message to us daily as they should. That we are enough for our kids, enough for our job, enough for our husbands, enough for God, enough for ourselves. But there's nothing that needs to be added or taken away we hear. We are perfect the way we are. And that is that is highly true, but highly false. You have to get the information from the right places, the right people, the right things. And this is where the email came in from, okay? And this is why I was like, I have to talk about this because she's right in a way and she's valid in her points. You know, you, we listen to these phones every day that tell us you have to be good enough. You, ha- you just have to be. You have to do this and you just are going to do that but with no direction. Where the hell's the direction? Where is the direction and who's telling you how to do these things, right? Because they're just telling you to do it. They're not telling you how to do it. Where do you find the actual solidifying help to do this? You know, we realize this early on when we abandon our dreams of pop stardom and indifferent, we realize it today, just like I wasn't enough to be the, the, the singer and the dancer, I'm not enough to fill another's role either. Even though they're real, I am not enough to be all things I need to be at once. A good mom, a successful writer, a present wife, a solid friend, a faithful Christian. It's just as crazy for me to think I'm enough for all these things as it is for you to want to be five foot two runway model. Now I claim false, right? Because these are, this is where the, the inaccuracies lie. This is where the minutia falls in because who's telling us we're not good enough. Is it ourself? Is it our own self-deprecation that's telling us we're not, we're not enough? Or are we truly not, not enough? And we need to seek guidance. Okay. So follow me here because this is going to get a little interesting. And it's just as crazy for me to think I'm enough for all these things as it was for you to want to be that model. Now stick on that because that's why I just reread that to you. So this time, it's not just about talent. We have the abilities to do most of these things well, but it's also about capacity, right? It's about capacity and choices. We don't have enough time or energy to be all that we need to do or be for the world around us. And when we don't measure up to others or our standards, we drown in the dredges of self-loathing and insecurity. And to numb the pain, we open up Instagram, scroll for a few minutes, then click on our favorite self-help blogger. Check her latest post, which reads, you are enough. Uh Uh-huh. Well, 
For the weary heart, we're flooded with warm feelings of gratitude and we read her caption reminding us that we're strong, powerful, capable women whose dreams matter and whose stretch marks are beautiful and who are so much more than just moms to needy kids and wives to needy husbands and are perfect and wonderful just the way we are, which is so flipping true. And we think to ourselves, I am, right? Because you are. But then because society says... You're not enough. You then go back to the flip it moment and think, well, I'm not. Well, wait a minute. Five minutes ago, you just thought you were when you were scrolling through the Instagram to the person that you thought you liked who was the blogger, right? So in order to see the consistency here, are you following? You need to have someone who's able to consistently help and teach you who matches your goals, dreams, and aspirations. You know, we're, com- we're comforted. But we're comforted only for that moment. And this is why it's so crucial for your mental health. This is why it's so crucial for your spiritual health. This is why it's so crucial for growth, for all of it. That the next second, when we look up at the monitor and we see our supposed to be sleeping toddler wiggling or supposed to be husband snoring away or supposed to be book that we're supposed to be reading, remember that the assignments are due tomorrow, our husbands are still going to stay sleeping, and our children are still going to be wiggling, and our feeling of self-assurance is still going to be there. Though it may fade, it's still there. And many of us find ourselves in this cycle daily, feeling burnt out, seeking encouragement from superficial sources, then feeling better only to feel worse in a few hours. And this is exactly the consequences of getting sucked into what I call toxic culture of self-love. See, folks, the difference between toxic self-culture and loving self-culture is the people behind it. I have just listened to some minutiae about somebody claiming their marvelous, marvelous magic Mavel or whoever the world they are and something else that has to do with some kind of, oh, good Lord, I don't know. They went from the Ponderosa to some kind of self-help guru and is doing something with CBT or CBD. I can't even keep track at this point, okay? That's my point. There's so many different people. Certifications matter. Clinical matters. You need to be accredited. You need to have your shit together to be able to give out information of the following, right? My clients come to me for many of reasons. I'm an entrepreneur. I own a lot of stuff. I'm certified in business life finance. I am the success coach. I am a hypnotherapy expert. I am all these things. I am having all of these things happening in motion for a practice, for this, for that, right? Because why? I care. Why? Because you should care about the people who are helping you, right? The culture of self-love tells us that we are enough and that until we love ourselves, realizing our enoughness, nothing in our lives will be right. We're told a lack of self-love is why we haven't started our company we've been thinking about. And this is why settling for the guy we don't really want to be with is why we haven't lost the weight or bought the car or blah, blah, blah. And that's all malarkey. It's all malarkey. Because we have low self-esteem doesn't mean we have to struggle. It doesn't mean we have to struggle with this for our whole lives. 
And it doesn't mean we can't kick this addictive habit of self-criticism. And it doesn't mean we're unable to live a life that we're meant to live. It just means you need guidance. You need a little direction. We didn't wake up one day and learn how to run. We had to crawl. We had to walk first, right? If I remember correctly, and, I, and I'm, and I'm going to say that because I think it's Julian Huff put it this way. I think every little girl needs to love herself regardless of anything. Like if you're having a bad day, if you don't like your hair, if you don't have the best family situation because really, who does? Whatever. You have to love yourself and you can't do anything until you love yourself first. All of our successes, the thinking goes, depend on self-love. Okay? That my friends, is self-love. That, my friends, is positive self-love. You know, we've got the culture news and the theology from Christian perspectives and and, and listeners to different episodes of what you might say on this or what you might say on that. And at some point, some people have no flipping idea what term is popular, what means what. I mean, I'm in the middle of serious, serious conversations about my book right now because it's girl journal that shit. Like, girl, you journaled that shit. Way to go. Girl, journaled that shit. The essentials of the, the basic to bougie, the essentials of womanhood, the workbook. 52 weeks of journaling your way to gratitude. And then I had to decide, do I want to be journaling that shift or journaling that shit? I mean, this has literally been a week's long amount of headache because of all of this right? And we just need to stop. We need to stop caring about what other people think about what we're doing who are not in our homes. And sometimes that still doesn't matter, right? We need to worry about who we are, the fundamentals of who we are, where we want to be, where we want to grow, what we want to do, what we want in our lives, and talk about how to get there, with the qualified, certified people to do so. During all of this, let me tell you, I quickly found through this research that self-love has been a hot topic for decades. You know, I'm a business person. I've been doing business since I was 18 years old, and I am 43, so you do the math, okay? And honestly, if I'm being real, I think I've been doing business since I was 12. I had to. I had to grow up early. It was the cards that were dealt my way, and I am thankful for it because it's how it made me who I am today. And, and interestingly enough, nearly a half century of psychologists have focused on high esteem and the solution for, so, for society's problems, right? From an academic failure to crime. This made me wonder, is self-love, if it isn't a new phenomenon. If we've been taught for decades that our lives have been made better by just loving ourselves more and feeling confident, why hasn't it caught on? Why aren't we all happier? Again, we aren't happier because of the learnings we're being taught. I can tell you, if I, if I polled 40 of my clients right now, new, current, or old, I guarantee you 73% of them right now would tell you that they are 90% happier. 20% on top of that would tell you they are 100% happier. And the other ones I'm just starting with, so I can't answer it for them. Again, it all comes down to perspective. The manifestation of the life you want to live, the life you were meant to live, the purpose 
you are here for, to live your greatest life, to enjoy life. We get one life to live, folks. One life to live. We live every day. We die once. We have to choose that wisely. And if you've listened before, you've heard me say, in order to go through it, you have to grow through it, right? So to me, when I'm reading this and I'm looking at it from a clinical standpoint, it's contradicting. It definitely has some connotation that we should look at, right? But when I read this and I look at it and I'm reading my words that I wrote on it, it still takes me back to, I'm so sorry someone felt that way. I'm so sorry that they were triggered by the word self-love because, babe, where you learn that word self-love came from someone who shouldn't have even told you that word, came from someone or something that wasn't educated enough to give you the tools to teach you self-love. Because I can tell you from a woman who wanted to commit suicide many, 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 many years ago, Because I didn't know my worth and I didn't know who in the world I was and I didn't know it was going to get better. Learning self-love saved my life. You know, I've been doing this a long time, but before I was this, I had a whole nother life, a whole nother life. And for those who don't know this version of me, let me reintroduce myself. Hi. Hello. We all have past lives that maybe we're proud of or we're not proud of and maybe have thought about things that are like, whoo, child, where'd that come from? And it all comes back to the teachers who taught us, right? The teachers who taught us or the teachers who gave up on us or the people who just didn't give a flipping point. And that's what's so good about today is we are surrounded in this community, in my community. I have made so many amazing, wonderful people. I have met them and I have joined this partnership with them. And we together, collectively, if you listened, I don't know, second season, episode two, maybe, about talking about a roundtable, 10 women together, we've got that going on. We're doing that. That's going to be the center of Patreon. Because that's the power of the vibration of your words that you put out. They have vibration. They have meaning. They have purpose. You know, and a lot of this comes back to Americans under 40 are more depressed, anxious, lonely, and suicidal than any other generation before us. We report stronger feelings of purposefulness than any other generation too. But we are isolated. And unsure what we want to do with our lives. And many of us feel empty. Why? The last three years have sucked royally. How do you meet new people? How do you meet new friends? How do you find your tribe from your bedroom? From your, from your home office? From your library? How do you do that in this COVID world? We're just stepping out of it now. But we have a long way to come. And it's not for lack of self-focus because many of us have been the center of our own universes for so long that we can't even remember. Amro's prize possessions all have the letter I in front of it and I in front of their names. When the generations of about me sections, personal profiles and selfies, well, <laughs> we all acquainted with the insignificant gratification and we've all come to Expect the ability to personalize experience. Now, I don't agree with all of that. And, and the reason I, I, I wrote it and put it here was for people to understand that 
Basic to Bougie is not a one-sided company. I did not form this corporation to be one-sided. I want to give it to you straight. I want to give you all angles when my listeners and our clients write in and they have deep questions that I think that you should know about. I want to bring it to you from all aspects. And this was the stuff that was out there, okay? So this is the stuff that's out there. And then I am coming in and I am giving my interpretation, my clinical diagnosis interpretation, okay? For those that know my secondary business, I help treat other people as well in a natural pharmaceutical way. So in time, a lot of these things have come to fruition, all right? And we are keenly focused on ourselves and our needs, which is true, okay? We should be keenly focused, But we spend hours studying our signs and our personality types in an effort to gain the self-understanding we hope will bring us guidance and inner peace. And unlike our parents and our grandparents, we are endlessly committed to finding careers we want rather than the jobs we need, which is amen, hallelujah, and a whoop whoop. We are the everybody gets a trophy generation, and that makes me nuts But we are often given awards for just showing up. And if you know me, then you know that I can't stand that because I think that unrewarded purpose and unrewarded effort should not be rewarded. And in fact, in reality, I believe that that's part of the problem in society of feeling toxic culture self-love, right? I think it stems from that. You know, if you go out there and you do something amazing, you should be awarded. Then everybody should get the same award. They didn't do the same work. We are goddesses in this world, male, female, whatever gender you relate to, whatever culture you relate to, we are uniquely divined and clothed by the hands of God, almighty, by mother earth, by the spirits, by whatever you want to put in there. And I believe that you can think all. When it comes to committing to something bigger than ourselves, many of us would rather not. You know, journal studies from the same year found in 2019 that young Americans are far less likely than older generations to care about family, faith, and patriotism. Well, well, look at us now. We've spent our lives prioritizing ourselves, our wants, our happiness, and guess what? We're still not happy. And I think that's false because most of us are happy. The right ones who have sought out the right help with the right people and are doing the work. You can't go into Lowe's, pick up a sheet of wood, come home, and all of a sudden you are a home-producing, remodeling company, right? That's laughable. See, do you see the distinction there? You can't go out tomorrow and get a plunger for your toilet and you're all of a sudden a plumber because you would literally be the shittiest plumber ever with it on you. It doesn't make sense. Self-love is the answer to problems when there is no evidence that there that there needs to be the evidence that the self-love is the answer. Self-love is loving yourself enough to put yourself one step ahead of it every day. The 1%, babe. The 37% better at the end of the year, babe. 
These are the questions I considered as I studied per, uh, passively uh, in the culture of self-love. And I started to wonder, maybe our happiness doesn't stem from the fact that we don't love ourselves. Maybe we're just unfulfilled, lonely, and purposeless because we love ourselves way too much. Now, think about that a second. Are we unfulfilled and lonely because we love ourselves too much? No. False. That is not accurate. We can't be unhappy because we love ourselves too much. The people around us, it is preposterous to think. Preposterous to think. And I hope that you're listening. The, li- the girl who put the, the, the email in for this, I hope that you're listening because I want you to understand, I cry for you. I listen to these emails that come in from the from voice emailing or messages and I feel the hurt and the pain that comes with it, okay? And I think that I don't even think I know. I know that growing up, we all were raised differently, okay? My one of my next books coming out is going to describe how I was raised, where I came from, and what in the world landed me here, okay? It is, it is going to read like fiction, but every ounce of it is true. We all come into this world the same way. We are all not given the same tools in life, but we are all given the same ability to form whatever capacity we want to form By doing the work. And that is the problem. The work isn't being done. And if it's being done and these feelings are still being fought that way, then it's time to find somebody else to talk to about them or listen to them. Even when you don't like yourself, even when you're not prioritizing yourself, I want you to know that you are loved. You are an amazing human. And there are so many things in front of you. And sometimes we just have to step out of our own way. You know, the essential lie young women are believing in this culture about self-love is not that we aren't enough. It is that we, as a sisterhood as a womenhood are believing the words from other people about us. That is the lie that we are believing. Because you are complete, perfect, and sufficient on your own. You don't need anyone else to love you to be content. All you need is yourself. That's where the self comes in. It's true. That we do obsess sometimes over approval and acceptance, but that's human nature. We become distracted or detached from other things like families and friendships and jobs. But instead of fulfilling the roles that someone else is telling us we should be in, let's start focusing on what makes us happy and how to get there and how to do it. And by finding the right people to help us on the journey we want to live, the journey we want to walk in, the journey we are supposed to be in for our greater good, for our greater life, and for the journey we are meant to live, right? 
Because I know I'm enough. I know you're enough. And I know I spend all day telling others they're enough. And all I need is my own love to be secure and successful. And that's all you need as well, too. But here's the thing. Our sufficiency isn't the only answer to insecurity. Self-love is the total and utter first steps to it, to our feelings, to our feelings of being valued by someone. And if it starts with just you, then amen, because we have to start somewhere. Self-love can't be both a problem and a solution, right? And that is why I disagree wholeheartedly that self-love is not a problem. It is a solution. And if our problem is that we're insecure and or unfulfilled, and we're not going to be able to find the antidote to those things in the same place our insecurities and fears are coming from, right? So then one would think that in order to remove that, we need to replace that with self-love, self-validation, because it start with, starts with us. Two people in a relationship can't both be broken and expect that relationship to work. It starts with two people being together and working on their stuff together. One can be half broken and the other can be half broken and it might work. But the reality is that two fully secure people living and relishing in their self-love are going to make a heck of a lot more improvement and, and, and be one of the successful ones than people who aren't. Our self-care is so important and powerful that whatever we are going to give to ourselves is only going to set us to the next level of betterment. To purpose. To the solutions. Self-love is not only found in the spirit, in, in manifesting, in all of it. But it's found in God too. Because God wants us to be happy. And God wants us to be Humans that walk in light every day, helping other humans. And I'm not going to get into all of that on here because this isn't that, that podcast, but think about it. You know, God's love for us is endless. Your love for yourself should be endless. Love, self-love is not superficial and it's not temporary. Just like God's love isn't. It's profound and it's eternal. And the love for yourself should be the same. And I'm not meaning that in a, in a selfish or a facetious or a vanity standard. I'm talking about, you know what? Today... I'm going to walk in my light and I'm going to love myself for all my impurities and all my imperfections because they make me who I am. And I don't give a rat's rip that someone said that I'm this or someone said that I'm ugly or someone said that I am fat or someone said that I'm not enough because you are enough. I think this is a good place to stop. 
I would love for you guys to, my journal book will be out really soon, but in the meantime, I would love for you guys who are listening and who want to be on this journey with us to write yourself a love letter. Write yourself a love letter, and if you're willing, email it into me. I would love to hear how you talk to yourself. You don't have to put your name on it if you don't want to. You don't even have to have me communicate back to you if you don't want to. But if you want to, I would love to write back to you. And if you want to send a picture, I would love to see you. You are an amazing being. Don't let anyone ever dull your shine. For Basic to Bougie, I'm Melissa. Have a fabulous day.